He's blonde and bitchin'. She's sporty and sassy. Together, they're perfectly imperfect. It's Jesse and Jenna's messy podcast. Cheers! <laughs> well, our guest today is a fabulous drag queen from Toronto who has the awesome distinction of being the very first queen ever eliminated from Canada's drag race. And I really mean that as a good thing, and I'll explain what I'm talking about in a sec. Juicebox is bright, bubbly, sinful, and sexy. She has a Bachelor of Fine Arts from the University of Windsor and a Diploma of Makeup Artistry, we could have told that, uh, and Special Effects from CMU. Today, Juicebox joins us as her always handsome boy persona, Joe. Welcome, Juicebox! (laughs) So, first of all, that mic is better than ours. Ours just looks like Big Bird's penis, but uh, wow, where did you get that microphone? I got it at Staples. Oh. <laughs> it looks like one of those official mics the girls eat pickles in. You know, the, what do you call that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ASMR. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, I wanted to have a fancy mic so I didn't sound awful on podcasts. And it looks so fun and cool. It does. It's like R2-D2's little sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay, so the reason I said it's a, it's a positive thing that you're the first one voted off is because when it comes to reality shows, you tell me the last time you remember someone who was voted off fourth or fifth. You remember the first one and the winner. You do. And so people are always going to remember you, especially because this is the first season. I mean, girl, they'd remember you anyway. But you know what I'm saying? I really don't mm-hmm. think it's a negative. No, I, I I mean, when it first happens, you're like, my career is over. But um, like, as I went on, I realized like kind of how like iconic it is. So like, I'm down. I love it. Yeah. And I feel like once you make Canada's drag race, like that's just the beginning of your career. I mean, if, if people wear masks and maybe stay inside <laughs> yeah. and I can get to working again. So yeah, hopefully. <laughs> because you are in Toronto because our drag queens just went back to work on uh, Friday. Yes. Did they? You know, actually, I'm not living in Toronto right now. I'm living in um, I'm living in my parents' house in Essex because I couldn't take the one bedroom apartment life. It was too much. <laughs> I feel you. I went home too. I went back to Vancouver. So I lived with my parents, which most people would think we are crazy. However, it was great. No, I'm cook every night for my parents. It's like they're loving it. It's like they're living on a cruise. It's <laughs> me making like lavish meals every night. <laughs> now you just need to get up and drag and put on a show for them. Oh, the, the amount of times my dad has told me that, it's like, now I'm just sick of it. Now he's just like, so are you going to like put on a show for the neighborhood? I'm like, no, do you have money? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you could definitely do like a live stream of juice box in the kitchen cooking. I could do that, but um, I also don't want to. So. <laughs> you know, drag is one thing that I think would translate to these virtual mediums. You know, I'm a stand-up comedian and that's not as easy to like do over Zoom or even in a car but like drag is so theatrical i think you guys could do a good parking lot show Hmm. i've seen a couple parking lot shows and a couple like drive-by shows um but i just like don't i don't know for me i just don't love them for like myself because i'm worried that i would like eat shit on somebody's driveway or something (laughs) like like i would just like hit like that one crack in the street and just like Okay, so back to Drag Race. I was sure you were going all the way uh, because I feel like I know you. You and Scarlett Bobo are the two that I actually kind of know in real life. I thought mm-hmm. I'm like, plug, yeah, I know people on Drag Race. Um, but I was sure you were going to go further than that. You must have been surprised being the first one voted out because there was no way watching you against all those other girls, extremely talented, that you, I thought you were going to be the first one. Were you surprised? Yeah. Yeah. 
I was. I mean, I mean, really, like, I definitely, at, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely was. I mean, my, my plan, I mean, obviously was to win, but I had, I remember I had told my husband, I was just like, the only way I want to go into this was rather top five because fifth one out is usually like a big fan favorite. Um, win, duh, uh, or first out. Funny, right? Be I, careful what you I wish will, for. I know, I willed it into existence. <laughs> so, um, because first out, everybody remembers or... Um, Fifth out is usually a fan favorite, or you win and you're the winner. Like, it's awesome. So, um, also with first out, you got on the show. So, like, yeah. you don't have to do all this extra work for weeks and weeks. You proved yourself. You made it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but then there's also like the complete mental breakdowns that you have alone in your apartment after. So, like, those kind of suck. But, um, <laughs> we know, right? We've been fired uh, before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember reading that all over your Facebook for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I remember that. I was like, oh, what the fuck? um but yeah 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 yeah. so I was a bit surprised but now that I've kind of had time to sit on it it's not as awful it never is once you have time to sit on it and really ease your way down you know Mm -hmm. take deep breaths it helps (laughs) yeah go to therapy it's amazing (laughs) nobody got what I was doing there right (laughs) no what was it oh you it was a bottoming joke Uh, oh it went right over my head I've been around straight people too long. Yeah, when in Essex. Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) So what do you think sealed your fate? Was it the bracelet getting caught on the match? Or like, what do you think did it? I don't think it was the bracelet. I think that was a fun little cute moment. Um, But I think it was my uh, panic attack. I think that sealed my deal. I know, and I I did a podcast with Jeffrey, and Jeffrey said that it wasn't, but I, like, don't believe them at all. Um, Because, like, once you see somebody break down like that on the show, and, like, it was not 30 seconds, like, that you guys saw. It it definitely was a little bit longer. Um, But, you know, it's edited down for TV. So I don't, I think they saw that as, like, oh, I don't think this girl can handle it. Because if this is week one, like, what's week, like, seven going to look like for this girl, you know? Do you feel that way? Do you feel like it would have, the stress would have been too much for you? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you never know, but it was, it was a lot. And I did, like, there was a lot of things that day that I did wrong um, for myself. Like, I didn't eat anything that day because I wanted to look, like, so trim and fit. So, like, I was doing bad things to myself to kind of put myself into kind of that position. Uh, I also was wearing an ugly ass outfit. Um <laughs> I didn't think it was, but, are you uh, talking about the sparkly one with the wings? No, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, no, no, that was beautiful. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, no, I mean the um, the one out on the runway, the like piece of fabric with CDs on oh, it. Oh, right. It was god awful. You, you do have the body that can pull it off. You are by far the fittest queen of that group. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I try. My but god. I, um, I would, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just umming. I hope that your breakdown wasn't the reason because I would think it's growing pains week one. It's like when you start going to the gym, you're more sore after your very first workout than you are after you've been doing it for two years, you know? So I I would hope they understand that. You were just trying to get your sea legs. Yeah. I mean, and that could have been in and I could just be projecting and just sort of like assuming things. Um, But maybe, maybe it just was a lot different once you're there because I fucking annihilated that lip sync. I know I did. Right. Uh, Right. So If you could go back and change one thing, what would it be? <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, eat something. Um. <laughs> well, you're right. Cause I suffer from anxiety and it happens really bad when I don't eat. 
exactly. and you have like too much caffeine or anything else speedy, then yeah. that really creates that over, it's more like an over, you're overwhelmed. Exactly. And you yeah. like, it, you get that feeling where it's like, for me, it was like when I was looking at Stacy, there was one Stacy and then there was five. Like she just went like, and I was like, whoop. <laughs> and um, it was just, yeah, I was like, that's not a good thing. And it was like, I had that ponytail, my shake and go ponytail. Uh, and I had these pins that were stabbing into the back of my head. And I was, I hadn't eaten anything. I was getting like, everyone was telling me how fucking ugly I was. Uh, and then I'm like, I'm in pain, I'm hungry. And then all of a sudden it just like rushes at you, right? So you're just like, ah! so I thought first out was going to be kind. She was second out, but I thought she was going to be first because she was given lip back to the judges. I when know. they said, I don't like your outfit, she goes, well, I do. On week one? I lived for it. <laughs> Bad girl. <laughs> you guys feel- couldn't see me, but I was living. I was just like, yes, kind. <laughs> but I feel like if she said that to RuPaul. Oh, she'd be dead. Like, she would be done. <laughs> like RuPaul would have dragged her off that stage by the mm-hmm. way. She would have gotten out of the the little stand, grabbed her by her hair, and thrown her off the stage. Yeah, yeah. this is my show. Get out. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn's a lot nicer, I feel like, than Rue. You know, she's got that Canadian charm where Rue could be cut you. I mean, yeah, I think collectively the the three of them are very, you know, very Canadian, very lovely. But they're 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 rough around the edges. They're they've got some some opinions, as yeah. you guys can see. I feel like they're a little r- rough. Well, you spend so much time with them behind the scenes. Like you said, we see 30 second clips, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. in reality you've spent hours there. What is yeah. a little bit of them, their side, I guess, even the judge, what's something we just don't know yet that you're allowed to tell us, of course. Let me, let, let me try and even remember. Uh, I don't know. Cause everything you do see is pretty much true to what happened. It's just cut down. Right? Like, I didn't see anything episode one that was sort of like, that didn't happen, or that's not how that played out. It, everything is pretty true to how I remember it, or at least anything I might have blocked out the rest. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's easier it, I, with competition shows. It's not so much about the fighting, like Real Housewives or Big Brother, where they fake yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel, it didn't feel fake. It didn't feel forced. Um, and even looking at it, it was just like, no, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. That's so everyone was fairly genuine. Yes. Everyone was fairly genuine. Like kind was genuinely believed that her outfit was the best. Um, and they genuinely believed that me and lemon needed to be in the bottom. Like that was all, but it was surprising. Like me and lemon, like, okay, here's something probably that I can tell you guys that you didn't see was just me and lemon hyping each other up all day long. Like, you're so cute. No, you're cute. I love your outfit. No, I love your outfit. Like, all day. Um, so then once we were in the bottom two, we were both like, this isn't what we thought. <laughs> right. We were just having a good time together. This is we were just like, oh my God, we are safe. We are solid. Nope. <laughs> so when you walked into the workroom um, initially, was there a girl that stood out to you that was going to be your biggest competition? Or was there someone that intimidated you? Um, I mean... I mean, Priyanka, obviously, just because, like, she's such a powerhouse in Toronto. Um, And I know her work ethic. I know, because we do the Spice Girls group together. So I'm Baby Spice, she's Scary Spice. And so we work extremely closely together. So, like, oh, my God, sorry, I had a burp. Um, So I know how, I know, woof. (laughs) (laughs) So I know how, like, everything goes down with Priyanka and how detailed she is and how her work ethic is. So she walked in, and I, or when I walked in and saw her, I was just like, whoop. 
I wasn't surprised at all, but I was also just like, okay, well, this is going to be great. <laughs> well, and you, you've been doing drag for five years, correct? Yeah, it's been five. I, I, actually, today, I, today is the very, is the anniversary of me competing in Cruise and Tango's Drag Race for the very first time. Well, and I feel like you're still a baby in oh the drag God, world. Baby Spice. Baby right. Spice. Did you ever feel like you were a little less experienced than everyone else? Or is everyone about the same amount of no, experience I, as you? I, I don't think so. Cause I, I'm, uh, I'm a hard worker and I'm a, and this is my full-time job, right? So I've got, I've got some time under my belt. I felt pretty, even the girls that were there a really long time, like, uh, like Starzy, um, Rita and stuff. Like I didn't feel intimidated by them. Uh, I kind of felt like a kinship with them and I felt like they were my sisters, but I didn't feel like, Ooh, my God, I'm a little spooked. Starzy, a, a Starzy a bit. I was spooked because of her pageant background and I know how good she was at sewing, but, um, the rest of the girls, I, I didn't really feel too much of that. Um, except Priyanka, Priyanka, hundred percent. I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> and some of them, you know, too, like, I know you've worked with Scarlett and you know each other from being on the Toronto scene. So. Yeah. We had a show together every Monday. Yeah. So yeah, was it hard to not to be like, bitch, you didn't tell me, you didn't tell me. Like, you must've been surprised to see each other that you could keep it quiet. Yeah. But you also hear rumors. So it was one of those things where it was just like, oh, okay. Hey, babe. <laughs> Did you find it hard to compete with your fellow sisters though? Like ones you oh. work so closely with. No, I didn't. I didn't find it hard because it was. It didn't feel like competition that early. That's not what it we felt- want to hear. We want to hear yeah, like yeah. claws out. Oh, oh, you want the bitchiness? No, y'all. I'm too nice. It's Canada. No, no, no. It felt like we felt like sisters. It felt like this like kinship with everybody. Like it didn't feel like, like anytime you needed help, uh, they would try and help you. Like um, Scarlet was actually a really big support for me in my in my panic. Um, like behind the scenes, like, cause she knows how to talk me down. So she was, she sort of helped me through some of those moments. Um, just like by just sort of being there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't have much like dirty tea for you guys because like I was the one who was just like so broken that everyone was just like, poor juice. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like, so when you look at the American drag race, they start off all sugar and spice, but then, mm-hmm. or like they start off catty even, and then they kind of become, then they develop that sisterhood. Whereas maybe Canadian drag race is opposite, where they start off as sisters, and then as the competition goes, then the claws come out. Well, even watching it, that's when you're sort of seeing it. And I feel like um, the girls right now, the dolls, um, like watching them and the fact that they're, they know each other so well is that you're starting to see like old rivalries and old things pop up and having them fight and those sort of things are coming up. But uh, like I was there so little that I just got, I just got the sugar and spice. <laughs> I just got the nice thing. Another benefit of being first out. See, I know. I, and there's no reason for everybody to hate me. They're just like, she's so cute. She's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no one got me being a fucking asshole, like farting and burping and just being angry all the time. <laughs> we know what happens. We hear here on the messy podcast. So I know. Happy I anniversary thank you five years wow and it's such a full circle moment for you that you started in a sort of drag race style competition at cruise and then you got on the actual show which five years ago wasn't even a possibility i know wild 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 wild. it's crazy that i never even thought of that until literally this moment right now yeah it's crazy five years and celebrating on our little show no cuties wish i was in ottawa (laughs) <laughs> yeah. How do you, well, and no Queens from Ottawa and, and Ottawa's got a decent drag scene um, of its own. And there's this critique I'm sure you've seen is, oh, this might as well be called Toronto's drag race. But the interesting thing is 
all the good queens have to move to Toronto to make it a full-time career. You don't see a drag queen in Halifax, you know, killing it, making thousands a month. So, you know, you can't blame the good ones for moving to where the work is, can you? Exactly. And it's like, I'm like, if I could make a career in Windsor and have a giant, beautiful home and not live in a one bedroom apartment, guess where I would live. Right. Right. So it is a little annoying to hear that. And it's kind of an, and it, it, oh, honestly, what it does is it really does disregard that the talent has in Toronto because we are incredibly talented in Toronto and we are incredibly hard workers. So when I hear that, it makes me fucking insane um but i don't say anything because i'm trying to keep this like squeaky clean little image um but it does make me a little crazy but i do love a lot of the girls in ottawa and i really hope that they do get on season two yeah me too i think a lot of them are getting close they just aren't quite ready yet we had uh adriana expose on our she's ready well she said she goes i'm not i'm not ready yet i need to give it a couple more years i need to get to be perfect but she's like comes from like a russian Russian, ballet (laughs) background right oh work oh my god that explains that jawline exactly so adriana i think she'll i think we'll see her in a few yeah definitely she's my top pick from ottawa for sure can i tell you i heard rumors that she was on season one well, she's not, obviously. <laughs> she wasn't. But before the, before the taping of the show, I when she didn't walk in, I was like, oh, never mind. I thought wow. that she was going to be there. Yeah, but she, was, but she wasn't. I, I heard like whispers and stuff that she was one of the girls. What do you think Canada's drag race is going to do for drag nationally? Do you think it's going to help places like Windsor and Halifax be more receptive to it? Come on, Windsor. Um, probably. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I feel like it'll be the same thing as like in the States, like where there may be a little bit more of a local scene, like a small one, but not enough where you can really... Oh my God. There it is again. Um, I can't stop. I had a meatball sub for lunch. And it's just like the acidity is just sitting on my stomach. Um, I just smelt your burp over wait, the computer. <laughs> now we need to know, what do you put on a meatball sub? Do you just do white bread oh with my no... God. Yeah, so take us through your sub order. My meatballs, okay, so I didn't do like Subway because I'm like trying to be very socially distant and responsible. So I, my dad made homemade meatballs and we literally just had hot dog buns and like homemade pasta sauce. So I just like put them on a hot dog bun with pasta sauce and some cheese, heated it up and sat in my um, sunroom and just like ate this homemade meatball sub. In a hot dog. Why is nobody going to be surprised that drag queens eat meatballs and hot dogs? And that's, <laughs> that's the diet. <laughs> you were just waiting. You wanted me to describe yeah. it, so you made that joke. My God, I, yeah, like, exactly. I set you right up. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I hope that we make small movements towards more acceptance with drag. But you're probably right. It'll start small on a local level and grow from there, like most things. Yeah, like most of the girls uh, in like the states, they end up moving to LA or New York. Right. right or like Nashville and stuff. Like they still stay in big hubs. Wait, uh, there's a big drag community in Nashville. Yeah, all those Carrie Underwood impersonators. Well, <laughs> that's where Brooklyn's from. Oh, see, I just find that so because sh- I went to school in uh, Alabama and I lived in the South for five years, and that would be the well, last I think it's, thing. I don't think it's huge, but they have Play, which is like a okay. huge drag bar, and I know that like Jay Jolie is a permanent there. So, uh, I almost said Scarlet. Uh, Brooklyn Heights, where that's why she moved to the states was to work at Play in Nashville. So she was like a permanent fixture there. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh shoot! um, Sorry, Nashvilleians. I thought you were a lot more ignorant than you actually are. (laughs) No, I think Nashville is like the one super, super, super liberal part 
of Texas. It's Texas, right? No, Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee. That's what I meant. Tennessee. Sorry. It's and I failed geography, but I think it's like the only, like there's like, it's like conservative and then you like right into Nashville and it's like liberal. So I think they have like kind of a drag scene. I wouldn't say it's like giant and booming, but they definitely do have a drag scene. Well, it's, it's a very like artist driven city. I mean, it's all music writers, performers. Oh yeah. Makes sense. But you know, the art of drag is one where you realize how practice makes perfect. I have pictures of Scarlet Bobo's very first time at Swizzles here in Ottawa. <sighs> Halloween wig, you know, tube top. This was a few years ago, but like to look at her now, and I haven't, I didn't know you when you started, but I imagine it's similar. Most queens, the glow up is unreal and it doesn't take long. I looked like a geometric cat. <laughs> it was very hard, like l- linear lines, like everything connected, everything was a straight line. It was awful. If you could go back, since this is like the anniversary of your first time drink, if you could go mm-hmm. back and tell, tell Juicebox her first time walking on stage, give her a piece of advice now that you're experienced, what would it be? Oh my God, I would lick my hand and I would slap her across the face so it hurt. <laughs> I'd be like, like what are you doing this? Get a real job. <laughs> yeah, get a fucking real job, you idiot. Uh, no, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, I probably would hit her just for fun though. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably like it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you may not be in the race anymore, but you've got a deal with Neutrogena? What's that? Mm. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. Oh my God, just one wipe. Oh my God, no, I have the um, I have the filter on. What filter? <laughs> we didn't know Zoom has There's a filter on. Shh. Zoom has a face touch filter. Oh, we've never heard of it. Oh, oh good well, you, you look lovely. Uh, no, I fully have it on, so you can't see... You can't see my wrinkles. Um, but yeah, no, Neutrogena, it was really cool. I they, I got a call a um, couple months ago saying that they wanted to do it. And I was just like, fuck yeah, I want to do it. And there's this like joke within the Toronto community because one of our drag queens, Miss Fierce Alicia, she was sponsored by Neutrogena. But she would always, always, always film the videos that she had to do for her, do for them at the bar. So like she would always be like in her little camera being like, just one wipe. Mm, and taking <laughs> off her makeup so all of us would be like what the fuck is she doing <laughs> so when so when i had got that uh i i was just i laughed at myself because i couldn't tell anybody but i was just like oh my god yes i'm the just one white girl now amazing <laughs> just move over white. sarah michelle geller that's the last time i remember neutrogena being in the headlines remember when we were i here? was low-key so mad that i didn't get to do the face splash yeah yeah the slow-mo splash really wanted to do it that's huge that commercial and that's a legit commercial that's not filmed in some back alley with the phone that's a real or at least it looked very pro it, it, it was it was very professional i got to go to um i got to go to queen street in a Ooh. studio Ooh. <laughs> um are you kind of sad that covid hit right after you could like actually speak about the show Oh yeah, devastated. Right. Just, just fucking wreck, dude. Like it was um it's one of those things where it's almost like you go through this like period of mourning for like a career that could have been. Because I once it I know well, it's true, you know, it's like once the show dropped, it's like we were expecting for like press week and like lining up tours and lining up all of this like traveling across like North America and like meeting all these people who start to fall in love with you and stuff and like viewing parties and everything. And like, I mean, it's low key kind of nice that I didn't have to like watch my elimination, like with a giant group of people. Uh, but it would have been nice to watch the rest of the episodes. Um, 
So that's kind of a bummer, but you know, you go through the motions and it's kind of like, now it just feels, it just sort of feels like I'm, I have this really cool TV show that I was on and I have a lot more Instagram followers. Yeah. So that's, that's fun. <laughs> You're right. Cause now you would be out every weekend doing events. Oh my God, it's mm-hmm. Juicebox from Canada's Drag Race. And that would mm-hmm. be happening. Like, and you'd be the one out there when all the other girls have to stay home hiding because they haven't been kicked off yet. Mm-hmm. How far in advance was it filmed? Obviously um, pre-COVID. Yeah, it was pre- 100% pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. So the whole thing was filmed before March. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to keep this quiet for a long time. Yeah, it's been wow. a journey. I love when people would come up to you and be like, hey, oh my God, so excited for you on the show. And you're just like, um, what I- show? Right. Or be like, yeah, I did a CBC interview a couple weeks ago. Like, it's just so fucked. Like, you just have to lie. And people are so fucking bold with how they'll just come up to you, look you dead in your eyes and say shit to you. It's like, fuck off. Like, do you not know I can't fucking talk about it? Like, go away. Did you have to sign one of those like million dollar NDAs? Like, I remember and I'm here, I'm going to toot my own horn, but I got through several rungs of Big Brother Canada. I got close to They didn't pick me, but I had to sign a, it was going to be, they would sue me for a million dollars if I told anybody that I was in the running. Look at me now. I hope I can talk now. This was like four well, years ago. Yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure like, it's expired. I believe how serious they took it and you couldn't say anything. So I- No, well, I mean, they, they want to keep the magic of the, the surprise and the TV, yeah, right. right? Did you like, have anybody- I No, no you no, would have liked go. what? You go, you go. No, see, I'm bad with these delays when I get excited. But did you have anybody come up to you and say, like, Juice, you should apply for Canada's Drag Race. Meanwhile, you already filmed the damn thing. Yeah, I got that. But that, I didn't mind. That was cute. And I would take it as a compliment. But I would, every fucking time, just to be an asshole, I'd be like, nah, I don't want (laughs) to. Like, nah, it doesn't sound great to me. Actually, this was so sweet. There was this guy. So I, I go to, um, well, I did before COVID. I, I go to this CrossFit gym in Toronto. Uh, and there's this one guy where he's like, the, we call him the mayor of CrossFit because he was just this like sweet retired old man. He was Aww. there every single day. So fit, like ripped and just like in his seventies. And he would just like come in and work out all day long. And he would come up to me every day and be like, I can't believe they didn't pick you for that RuPaul show. I am so upset. And I'd be like, I know it sucks. And meanwhile, I'd, I'd been gone for a month. I'd filmed, <laughs> I'd finished everything. And he'd just be like, oh, it's just like so unfortunate. You deserve the world. Like he was so nice. And I couldn't tell him. And it, it I felt so bad. It's like it lying okay. to your grandpa. It felt like it. It really felt like it. Once the show got released, he literally... He, he texts, but he texts through email. So he sent me an email being like, so happy for you. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. No, I so love obviously when you were preparing the sh- for the show, you prepared to go all the way through. Mm-hmm. Did they tell you what the challenges were going to be before? Um, movie magic. Okay. It's just some movie okay. magic. So okay. I just want, the reason I'm asking you this question is because, mm-hmm. you know, my favorite like most people's is the snatch game. Oh, okay. So I was just curious if you had a plan, if you made it and they did the snatch game, like, did yeah, you I know did. what I, character you were going to be? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, I, that, yeah, yeah, that, yes, I did. So who were you, are you, can you tell us? Yeah, I'll tell you. I've already told a bunch of people. It's fine. Okay. Um, so I was going to do Jennifer Coolidge <gasps> or Ariana Grande. 
I want a hot dog real bad. And we know he actually eats hot dogs. I know. I know. I was going to, I was going to have a fucking giant ass ugly hot dog, like, like covered in food and like eat it during one of my answers. Like I was so excited for that oh, one. Oh, you would have right. killed that. I know. Well, maybe I loved it. Yeah. You yeah. You would have killed Ariana too. Like I could just. Thank you. It. Yeah. Well, I was going to do Ariana because I could have went into Jennifer Coolidge because she imitates Jennifer Coolidge. Oh. Yes. Yeah. She does you Jennifer know, Coolidge and Celine Dion. You also could have brought a donut and just started licking it and putting it on someone else's plate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to wear like the biggest sweater possible and just right? like have <laughs> tiny hands come out of it. <laughs> her like sweaters are so long. That's all she wears <sighs> is her boyfriend's hoodies with no pants. Yeah. It's and great. High so boot. comfortable. I'm 100% down for that look. Like, I, I think it's great. What's one thing that you think the Canadian drag race has over the American one that's going to make it that viewers are going to like more than they would like about the American one? I mean, I, it sounds so shady. Like, it does. And I don't want it to sound shady because I'm Canadian and I'm lovely. You're on but the right show. I, thank you. Um, we're just so fucking hardworking like we literally like every lip sync this season no matter what is incredible right because each one of these girls like performing is what we do we're not those girls that are just like thank you for your money 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 like i have to work my ass off for that five dollar bill right i don't i don't have a fucking group of people who have like a hundred ones just sitting in their pocket if they're gonna tip me it's five dollars ten dollars fifty or twenty dollars or fifty yeah, so we don't I have to, ones in Canada. Yeah, and they're not making it hail with loonies on that stage for me. It's fives. So you have to put that extra step in. So no matter what, like, and the lip syncs, if you've noticed, they're a little bit longer. Like, I think when I'm watching it, like, we get a longer lip sync because it show, shows off how insanely talented our performers are. Like, the lip syncs, each ones that I've watched so far, I'm just like... I, maybe just because I know the girls, but like my heart rate is like right in my fucking chin. Like I am right. just so excited because it's like you're watching it at a bar. Like they're putting everything into that. Like, oh my God, Ty, know me? My God, like so good. I just thought the lip syncs were longer because it's to meet their Canadian music requirements. That's what I thought too. Can't <laughs> oh my God, really? I thought it was to show off how good everybody was. I'm just going <laughs> to stay both. Yeah, I'm going to stay in that bubble. I can say that uh, y'all made... Carly Rae Jepsen fun to listen to. So that's a lot. Oh my God. I love CJP. Okay. So you know what I'm going to say? She has not like posted or said anything about that. So I can say it now. I will never listen to that fucking song ever again. Here we go. We're into it now. I wasn't going to go here. I am with you. I had a bad encounter with her at concert. She was so rude and I will never listen to her music again either. I've never met her. Apparently she's Oh my God, is she? I've never met her. I've never, I've never had the apparent pleasure. Um, but she hasn't. I, I figured, like maybe after, like she would like post about it or say something about it. But or like, like, n- like it, <laughs> like it, silence, like radio silence. So I was just wow. like, okay, sis. That like, says a lot, fun. especially these days with the whole like LGBTQ LMNOP movement. You'd think she yeah. want people to. Well, she uh, also had a concert at Toronto Pride and stopped the parade. <sighs> Well, here's what happened at the old radio station we worked at was people were set to interview, right? Were you there for this? No, it wasn't me. But there was someone else and, um, <laughs> you're sure it wasn't Jenna. Um, no, it really wasn't. It, anyway, but it doesn't matter who it was. But she, the point is they were all like vibing backstage. It was Blues Fest or something. And she was like, turn the music down. 
And it was probably like her song they were playing and she was like, turn the music down. And everybody got so awkward and she didn't want any music. She didn't want anybody talking. She was, all she was doing was live chatting with fans. And she was like, can you please turn the music down? Cause I can't concentrate. And I was like, okay. But Jenna wasn't there. I wasn't, I just remember, I remember the okay. story. I sure just I went there. to another room. If I'm gonna live chat with fans, I'm just gonna be like, yo guys, right. I'm out. You know, I'm gonna was, connect anyway, with the kids. So- Interesting. Not to bash Carly. Carly, if you'd like to do the podcast anytime. <laughs> Dad, I was just like, I was like, Lord, you're, I was just like, maybe don't bash her because she may not join you. <laughs> the next time you see her, you're like, hey, sis. Yeah. Oh, dead. <laughs> Confront her about it. But yeah, right. I thought she would have done something. But anyways, I like, like her music's great, but um, I just literally can't hear that song ever again. Well, I do think it's important that Canadians support Canadians. And, you know, all these artists, because obviously... It's going to be all Canadian music throughout the entire thing when it comes to lip sync battle. Mm-hmm. So uh, if that's going to be the case, then these artists need to get on board. I mean, yeah, right? like, come on, you got to promote your shit too. Mm-hmm. That's an honor. I really, really, really like you. Right. It's a good song. Well, she does have some catchy songs, I have to say. Very good. I'm just happy it wasn't Call Me Maybe. You, that would have been me giving up real hard. Yeah. <laughs> call me maybe. It's just so, <laughs> so long. Do you feel sexier as juice or as joe or are they not juice. comparable i mean juice i like I, the reason i started drag was because i like fucking hate myself as a man so um oh. I, right so i definitely do feel sexier as juice but i that's something that i'm working on as a boy like my self-confidence and like self-love and stuff and that's why i'm like so like on my fitness journey uh but yeah are we all, are we all in quarantine <laughs> it's impossible oh my god i've gained 15 pounds Quarantine 15. I think we all have. I've gained 15 too. Really? Oh my God. Is it all in your dick? (laughs) In my balls because I'm not getting laid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. But uh, (laughs) no, I think that I think it's important to address that everybody has insecurities because people watching this are going to say, you're gorgeous. Of course, look how fit he is. We saw the bot on Drag Race. What do you have to be upset about? But it's everybody's journey is different and five pounds, 15 pounds, you can be uncomfortable in your own skin after eating one cookie. Well, I was also one of those people who like struggled to gain weight. And when you're in the gay community and you don't have like washboard abs and giant pecs and huge biceps and like big thick legs. um, And that's all you're surrounded by. It really fucks with your head, especially working in gay bars when you're surrounded by like beautiful bartenders and like beautiful men coming to tip you with their like vascular veins and like no fucking hair on their body. Um, so you just like, so it fucks with you, man. It fucks with your head. So then the reason I started doing drag was because I wanted to feel good about myself. I wanted to feel pretty. I wanted to feel loved. So I would start drag to get fucked up and get free drinks and, fe- and have people just tell me how hot I was. And then once I started taking things seriously and feeling really confident in myself, then I was just like, okay, I need to like give my like boy self some love. I need to like figure my shit out. So. Right. So Wait, I forget what I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to go right into makeup too. Did your um, did your education? I guess we could call it education in makeup. Yeah, what was the official thing? Your Here, degree, let me go back it's to your, your intro. Your makeup artistry makeup and special artistry. effects from CMU. Did that come mm-hmm. before drag or after drag? Uh, before. Oh, so and you described your first time in drag as you looked like a geometric clown. Well, cat. here's the thing, because you you can be a make cat. You can be a makeup artist, but doesn't mean you're good a good drag queen. 
Okay. The, the art form is very different. Like the things that you need to know about the way to transform a female or a male or female face into a drag face is, is so personal to each person. And so, um, intricate like you can't just throw like my drag face may not look good on either of you right like it it depends on bone structure it depends on um it depends on colors it depends on placement so there's so much that you need to know and then there's also like um also when i started doing drag i was still maybe like two three years into my like makeup artistry career and i was doing a lot of beauty and a lot of special effects so i wasn't doing a lot of theatrical makeup so that was, that's even a different facet of it. So there was something that I really needed to work on in that way. I was also a cocky little fuck. So I also needed to work on that. Um, <laughs> but that's interesting you say that. Cause I was going to ask you, like, I'm horrible at makeup. I barely wear any makeup and I suck mm-hmm. at putting it on. So every girl like me wants to know from a drag queen, some tips, but those tips for being doing drag makeup aren't going to work on me. Oh my God. Never ask a drag queen for makeup tips. So stupid. Cause they're going to be like, put on as much makeup as possible. Like shut up. Um, <laughs> like drag makeup and, and makeup for an everyday is so vastly different. And especially like when it comes to makeup for everyday, like less is more put on whatever you makes you feel confident and pretty. Like honest to God, sometimes mascara and lip gloss looks fucking incredible. Like right. just do whatever makes you feel good. So like drag Queens, I, I mean, just from being a person, a, a professional makeup artist before getting into drag, I won't listen to a drag queen when it comes to makeup advice unless they have a makeup background or like skincare. Like I will not listen to them unless they're giving me drag makeup tips, not everyday makeup tips. I'm like, Miss Thing, you do not understand. Right. <laughs> Different. Um, I'm wearing mascara and lip gloss right now. So I appreciate oh that tip. I love that. <laughs> what makeup product can you not live without? Uh, Either as a boy or as juice. I don't wear any makeup as a boy. Oh, wow. Um, Remember, this is a filter. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I wear too much goddamn makeup at night to put anything right. on my face during the day. Let your so pores if anything, breathe. Right? If anything, I'm wearing last night's makeup when it comes to me wearing makeup as a boy. Uh, it's, um, what is it? Eyeliner. I love eyeliner. Yeah. yeah. Um, I ask every queen we have on the podcast this because I've discovered the power of baking. It makes such a difference. And even real girls, I'm like, bake it. Like, let it bake for a minute. So can you explain baking? Well, baking is a term used to, um, when you put, when you place powders on um, the highlights of your face uh, with a loose powder to let that, the, the heat of your body, let that sink into your skin. And then you dust off the excess. So instead of putting it on and dusting it right off, when you place it on and allow it to bake, the the heat from your body heat allows it to sit a little bit better and then less comes off and it sort of sits within the makeup. And it stays uh, more concentrated where you need the help. Usually, yeah, exactly. Usually it's here. Yeah. Here, 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 and here. Wherever you, <laughs> here. Wherever yeah, you put here. your highlight as a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But baking isn't great for everyone i can't personally bake because i have extremely dry skin so like powder goes on powder comes off because if i bake all of a sudden it's just like (laughs) so i can only like it's really like hit and miss when it comes to baking with me like i used to put a catch down and that would be my baking and i just look so fucking dry under my eyes that like recently like with quarantine i've been like relearning and unlearning things with makeup and racism um and sort of just like (laughs) right black lives matter um but then like also like figuring that out so my skin can look a little bit fresher so like baking's great but not for everybody okay 
Who are your biggest diva influences? Every gay has one. You know, mine's Britney. Who is your like, or who is Juice's big diva influence? Is there one or maybe two? There's not one. I'm a huge, I'm a big Britney moment as well. Like free Britney forever. Oh boy. Right? I know. That's a whole other podcast. I just, do you know what's funny? I told my parents like years ago when Britney was going through her breakdown, uh, I told my parents, I was just like, if you don't, when she went on tour after, I was like, if you don't let me go see Britney Spears' tour, she could be dead. And I would have not seen her and she'd be dead. And they'd be like, you're not fucking going. Like, Christ. <laughs> and did they let you go or no? No, because okay. I didn't have any money then. So they would have to buy me the ticket. And they were like, so, we're not paying that much money. Just so you can go and see someone in the flesh and make sure she's not a hologram. Exactly. Yeah. I have a similar story about Brittany. I'm a couple years older than you. So this was her first tour, Baby One More Time. Are you I a couple was, years older than me? Well, sh- we'll just wash over that. I, oh. <laughs> uh, but So this was her Baby One More Time tour. And I was in Boy Scouts, so not that much older. But I no, was no, no. scheduled to go to a camp when she was coming to Ottawa. And I wanted to not go to the camp to go see Brittany. And of course, my parents wouldn't let me. So I, to protest, the day of her concert, I sat in my tent and listened to her cassette tape on oh, my wow. Walkman, and I would not participate in any Boy Scout activities that whole day. And the only leader that had my back was a female. Her name was Angela. God bless her. And she defended my protest and was like, let him sit in his tent if that's what he wants to do. And I stayed the whole damn day in my tent listening to Baby One More Time because I couldn't go to the concert. I love so, you. Could have your, your dad first gay experience. No, you were gay. <laughs> my well, I think my dad knew. My mom was surprised when I came out. I oh, really? <laughs> Mom's a little delusional. Yeah, a little. Huh? Well, now she says, looking back, the signs were there. But you know, you never want to yeah. believe your baby wants to put things in his bum. I mean, it's just weird. <laughs> my, okay, my parents officially can't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said oh it, not God. you. <laughs> well, you could have had your first gay experience if you didn't sit and uh, sit and do your, um, what's it called, your little Britney protest. A Boy Scout camp just sounds like everyone's first gay experience. Oh, it is, absolutely. You, yeah. you never leave Boy Scouts as straight as you went in. You just don't. <laughs> like, no, I love that. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. Yes. So yeah, free Britney, but is is Britney your number one? or? I wouldn't say Britney. I mean, it's Brit- it's definitely like, it's hard because Britney is like a big one for me. Christina Aguilera Stripped is maybe one of the most iconic albums ever. And I will listen to it front to back, no interruptions. Uh, but also Ariana Grande. I think it's those three. Those three are big ones for me. Like your style inspo too, when you're creating new looks and yeah. Yeah. yeah is that yeah, who yeah. you embrace? Is there like this big method to like creating a new look Ooh. and a new, do you go or do you just get inspiration and like, okay, throw it together and, I mean, yes and no. Like, my looks are, like, I love cosplay. So I love, like, comic characters. I love superheroes. I love anime. So I love recreating those looks and getting inspiration from those. Like, my promo look was an inspiration from Cardcaptor Sakura and, um, like, Lolita dresses. So that's where that inspiration came from. Uh, but I'm also, like, heavily inspired by, like, strippers. Um, I love, like, like, stripper outfits and, like, how scantily they are and, like, the way that they... Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> Why okay. is that? It's a chihuahua. We've got chihuahuas. Oh, hi, sweetie. Over. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, my God. Anyways, but I, I love, like, the way strippers dress and, like, how they have these, like, really ornate, decorated, like, scantily outfits. Um, but then also, like, I'll look at, like, the way pop stars, like, wear on their tour. And, like, I'll try and get those recreated, too. And your sewing skills on a scale of 1 to 10, what, 10 being amazing, 1 being? I mean, like, 2. 
Like, I can put two pieces of things together. Like, my underwear was sewn. Thank you very much. But <laughs> everything like else. The sparkly was... one? The sparkly one. Uh, no, 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 no. That I didn't make that. Michael oh. Tafrugio, who's a very talented designer in Toronto, created those. Uh, and Chris Lotz created the wings. Um, but the, um, the runway outfit. Oh, I yeah. want to ask your opinion on this because when it comes down to sewing, that usually makes or breaks a queen when it comes to the show. So, okay, so here's do you my think it should still be part of it? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do because it makes for great drama. It makes for a great part of the show. Um, right. But my fucking stupidity is I um went to. I, I know how to make a dress and I know how to make one dress and I know how to make it good. And it was supposed to be my go-to and I had all the things there for me to be able to do it. And I had all the things laid out, but there was two things that went wrong. First thing that went wrong was there was one piece of the sewing machine that I forgot how to load. Uh, and I didn't get help until it was too late. And then also there, the one dress that I decided I knew how to do for some reason in my mind, I was just like, I want to save this for another challenge. So I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to do it later like a dumbass. Um, and I and I kind of shot myself in the foot there because I, I'm, I'm really good at, you know, the Paris Hilton dress? Yeah. Saggy in the front, really low yeah, cut yeah. in the back, short with a little slit up the side, wraps around your neck. So easy to make. Two pieces of fabric, looks super cute and you can decorate it any way you want. It's adorable. Uh, I should have made that, but didn't. So take a sip. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that was my downfall, but I think so sewing challenges should a hundred percent stay in the competition because they make for great TV. Like, would you not have lived without a sewing challenge? Right. I, I, and I just flip flop between the two all the time. I flip flop and I go, yes, because that, like sewing was a huge part of the history of drag. Mm -hmm. A lot of these Queens and made their own outfits and, you know, mm -hmm. slaved over their sewing machines. However, also I'm like, there's some incredible queens that get rejected from the show or kicked out and early because, because they don't outfit. know how to sew and that's like one thing that has mm -hmm. nothing to do with like the performance and i know but I know. it's really hard and again i flip-flop that's why i don't think there's an actual answer for it well my thing is is like if it was gone it would just be nothing but lip sync challenges and acting challenges right and like personally like love an acting challenge but like if it was nothing but acting challenges like like, right my god yeah i can't take a season of acting challenges right. like i think there was also one of the all-stars was all acting challenges yeah. and i was like I, I literally can't watch these girls improv one more time because they were like, really bad and they just didn't get any better <laughs> kind of reminds me of certain heritage moments from last episode that <laughs> i oh my god it was the first time i had laughed at an acting challenge in so long really i loved it <laughs> <laughs> You're our guest. I'm not going to fight with you. You know what, honey? I wasn't there, so you can say whatever you want. I, no, I just thought they were a little cringy. I thought they really? were maybe too long. Jenna agrees with me. She's being quiet. But I just think they were a little too awkward. I oh found them God, awkward. I, I think a, a few of them just missed the mark when it came to what the actual heritage moment was about. Ah, uh, teaching. I was like... If I just picked this up right now, I don't think I'd know what you were talking about. Really? I thought it was yeah. funny. Do you know what the, my only disappointment was? And it's not a heritage moment, but I wish that it was there, was um, House Hippos. <laughs> but that's the only thing. I was just like, I wish they did a House Hippo moment. Yeah. yeah Do you? Know? Maybe it was too close to home. We're all House Hippos in quarantine, so. Right. <laughs> well, some it's criticism is that this show is very Canadian. Do you think it's too Canadian? 
I don't think you can be too Canadian. I feel like it's, I, I feel like it's so overly Canadian that it's hilarious. It's right? campy. Like ev- it's campy, right? It just gives you full camp. It's not like they like randomly add in like a little Canadianism joke. Like it is so jam packed with Canadianisms and maple leaves and like it's so in your face to the point where it's just like, oh my God, this is just ridiculous. And I think it's so funny. Right. I and I it. think that's what we need to see in it. Like the ridiculousness of heritage moments, the actual ones in real life. We yeah. just have to see that like Canadian embrace the Canadianness of the show. But, and even with the heritage moments, the only heritage moments I remember were the ones in reference to um, like First Nations. Okay. Do yeah. You, do you remember those ones? Do you remember yeah. those? Those are the only ones I remember off the top of my head. And I think maybe they didn't reference those because it probably would have been like extremely insensitive. Right. So I think that's why they chose the ones that they chose. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm having trouble even remembering. <laughs> maybe I'm there. I read it just watched. But maybe yeah. that was my age showing. Cause the ones I remember maybe. is like the Morse code that do, 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 do one. And the basketball one. Oh my God, the basketball one, I remember. Yeah. I'm still so shook to this day about that one. That basketball is a Canadian sport. Yeah, I always thought it was hockey, but it's not. James Naismith, isn't that his name? Yeah. See? I can't wait to see what they do, though, with the challenges moving forward and how they do take what the RuPaul's challenges have been and put a Canadian twist on it. I think that's what we're really looking forward to is. Right? Did you watch this last episode? Yeah. Quebecy with the good hair? Yes. (laughs) She did have good hair. Right. I loved that. The moment they said that, I was just like... (gasps) Yeah. No, it's been really, really fun to watch. And I'm so glad that it finally made it to Canada. Like, already. Like, it's taken how long? You go to the UK first. You do a million all-stars first. But you're not going to come to Canada? I know. And it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, I feel like we were so used to bad Canadian TV for so long. Right. Like some of the Canadian things that were pumping out were just like subpar, not great. Mm-hmm. And anytime like you would get a Canadian TV show, you'd be like, this one's coming out and it's going to be like one season. It's going to be awful. Um, and I feel like Canada's Drag Race is such a like breath of fresh air where it shows you how good Canadian TV can be. Like they put like, this is money. Like they opened right. their wallets and they said, this is going to be excellent. So it's so good. And I'm so happy that I'm like, not a part of a shit show. Um, before we ask, before we let you go, um, I have to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to win and who do you think will win? Oh, oh my God. Funny. Well, I, um, I still want me to win. So, um, <laughs> I'm holding on to all stars, uh, baby. I feel yeah, I really right? think that could be an option in your future. If, uh, if they make it that far in the seasons. Yeah, maybe. Or if I get some out of van, um, but <laughs> <laughs> who do I want to win? Oh my God. You know what? I'll say this. Lemon. Uh, I just want to buy a shirt that has lemons all over it. I'm sorry. I know. Isn't shirt, she I great? Kept, I kept saying that throughout the whole episode. I yeah, really like that shirt. I really like that shirt. Oh, her, her confessional shirt with all the lemons. Yes. Oh, funny. I, I love her so much. She is just so stupid. He's a cute boy, too. So that's who you want to win. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, there was layers. Um, Yeah. Who do I think is going to win? Who do I think is going to win? I don't fucking know, dude. Um, I think Scarlett's got a good shot. I do. Do you? My money's on Scarlett. Your money's on Scarlett, boo-boo? Yeah. Scott. 
I'm not gonna say it. She'll get mad. Uh, I have a nickname for her, and I'm. I think if I say it, she'll get mad. Say it. She's not listening to this. She's in the Big Brother house. (laughs) (laughs) I called her Scablet Boo Boo one time. was so angry with me oh my god funny actually i have a scarlet bobo story is it fine if i tell you that yeah yeah we had this one girl named lexi tellings who was this um she was trying to have this like pop star moment with like gay bars um and she would perform at Woody's on sunday nights before the sunday night smoking hot diva show and this was when scarlet was really starting to rise up like i hadn't even started drag yet she was starting to really get a career going and she was announcing scarlet as the next girl going on and she was just like and she had this sweet little baby voice and she'd be like all right guys thank you so much for listening i love you so much the next girl coming on stage is and she got quiet and she forgot Scarlett's name. And then she went, Savannah Bum Bum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which is worse, Savannah Bum Bum or Scablet Boo Boo. <laughs> oh my God, she was so mad. I called her Scablet Boo Boo one time and I don't think she talked to me for like a week. <laughs> so, uh, that's like a good Halloween costume, like zombie Scarlet. Right. Yeah, Scablet Boo Boo. Oh my God, I've said and it too many times. She's going to kill me. <laughs> Savannah Bum Bum is a lot of fun fun. I called her Savannah Bum Bum, I think for six months. I wouldn't stop. She was like, you need to stop. I was like, Savannah Bum Bum. Savannah Bum Bum. I'm so Savannah. glad you told us this, Juice. So if Scarlett does this podcast, we're going to open it with, please welcome Savannah Bum Bum. Oh She'll be like, how did you fucking, write it down. Don't, don't forget it. Call her Savannah Bum Bum. That is so fucking funny. Let's well, say, and I also let her know that we're going to be sliding into her inbox soon. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll text her right after this and she'll respond to me in five days. Um, <laughs> who do I think is going to win? I think that I feel like he can't say because then it's like he's revealing that he knows someone that goes far because remember we already said it was filmed in advance so that's why I don't want to I don't want to get guys I just don't want to get myself in trouble yeah okay Okay. all right I'm trying to keep good with these producers watch the show (laughs) yeah Yeah. watch the show spoilers you know Yeah, exactly. We get it. We get it. Mm-hmm. So Juicebox official on Instagram. Are you on Twitter too? Yes, I'm Juicebox Queen on Twitter. And all I do is um, post random things and then randomly write fan fictions about Anthony from Queer Eye. <gasps> oh, he's so hot. I know. He's so hot. He likes women too, doesn't he? He's bisexual? I think so. You're joking. No. <gasps> oh, work. I'm we pretty love- sure Oh my he God, is. he's over here. All the cool ones are bisexual. <laughs> Got some bi erasure on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Juice box, thank you so much. We look all right. Thank you guys. Love you so much. Oh my god! I'll cheers with my empty water glass. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. Wait, hit it there. Cheers. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. Do I just leave now? Yes.